0: Listen,
1: if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 15, The Crosses. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and Mr. Potato Head, hiding out, and that bag of russets you just brought back from the grocery store. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Ben. Hey, rock me gently. Matt as Kyle. Fuck. And Lupine as Rosa.
2: I'm supposed to follow that.
1: <laughs> Welcome, players. How is everybody doing tonight, other than fuck? Good, you. I'm drinking a little uh, Fear Movie Lion, so I'm doing pretty
0: good. I'm drinking water because hydro.
1: I don't know if you guys have heard, but the latest topic on news, air quotes these days, is the recent collapse of a bank, making a lot of people pretty skittish about depositing funds for the long haul. If banks weren't an option, where else would you keep your hard-earned fortune? Well,
3: I keep it where I keep it now not telling you. You come and get it. Matt, where do you keep your money? Right next to where you keep your money.
1: I thought I was getting interest and I thought that was weird.
2: The prison wallet. odd pockets. Well,
1: guys, for my part, traditional banking seems so old school. To protect your dollars and cents in the modern age, you need an updated method. That's why I've invested in small ceramic receptacles fashioned in the shape of swine. There is a narrow gap cut into the noggins of these figurines where I can stuff coins or bills or even birthday checks from Grandma. Then, in the bottom, I've chiseled out a perfectly smooth butthole from which I can fish out my treasure with a finger at any time in case I need it for emergencies like bailing Grandma out of jail. Again. Now, I'm not sure what to call these containers. Oinky ATMs? No, that doesn't sound right. Well, I'll figure it out at some point. Once we go wee-wee-wee all the way
2: home. Joke's on you. I don't have any money.
1: But do you have a wee-wee? <laughs> yeah.
2: I have a pig that wheezes. Does that count?
1: I have a pig that wheezes?
2: Yes, a pig with asthma. <laughs> asthma pig. Asthma pig.
1: Can't really move that fast because it will pass out. <laughs> Listeners, if you would like to drop us a letter from beyond, please. By all means, visit lovecrafttapes.com anytime and fill out our contact form. We accept thoughtful criticism, thirsty praise, and even MasterCard. Because there are some things money can't buy, but for everything else, there's MasterCard.
3: Hashtag sponsors, MasterCard. Hashtag still not sponsored.
1: All right, we have two letters. Three more and we can have a wordle. We have a very uh, small one and a very big one.
3: Hey... Said you wouldn't tell anybody.
1: It's not the size, Jeremy. It's how you use it. Trent Smith on YouTube regarding case six, tape four, all jacked up. Oh. Doesn't ring a bell. Trent says, best episode yet. And then a couple of smiley, rolly, cry faces. That's the one where Jack bites it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was the alligator on the road. You feel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I remember.
1: And the next letter is from some stranger. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Atulia wrote us a very nice letter. Atulia says, I've been listening to you guys for several years now, and the podcast has brought me a lot of joy and entertainment. From the early years enjoying George's grumpy old man routine to Gabe's goofy shenanigans, and now the fantastic edition of Lupine." The podcast is always a fun listen and gets me through some dreary work days and long commutes. I'd like to just echo a recent sentiment that Lupine is a great addition to your group, and in spite of being wary of change, I've been really enjoying the latest episodes and I'm excited to see where it goes. But my main reason for coming here is to share how much your community on Discord has meant to me over the past two and a half years. We all know how rough the past few years have been, and you have all cultivated a wonderful, supportive community who have been a bright light on some of those really hard days. I've not only gotten to know all of you really wonderful people, but I've also met a whole bunch more really amazing people because of you, and that's a really special gift. So, thank you for all the hard work and time you've put into the Lovecraft Tapes, and also for the community you built around it. Love you guys. Love you too. Love you more. (laughs) Haha, I win. We're all winners here. Some more than others. Well, thank you. I mean, that's the uh, procedure, the operation that I had is paying off. It is paying off. All right. Well, the guys, this show is brought to you in part, if you didn't know already, by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com/slash/lovecrafttapes. So, thanks to all those folks. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break.
2: And now, a word from our sponsor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tonight on LCTV after an all-new 59 Minutes. What happens when the girl next door meets a fishman from down under? Young Mary Olmsted was orphaned at five years old when an unknown assailant killed her widowed father at an Innsmouth hotel while on vacation. Now, fully grown, she's determined to find the murderer. But she gets more than she bargains for after meeting a fishy-looking and smelling stranger out by the docks. Will these sea-crossed lovers finally kiss to consummate their romance? Or will Mother Hydra rise up to butt in yet again? Tune in at 7.30pm to find out on the next Wonderful World of Dagon. Next up, it's everyone's favorite detective, Pikmin. Still photographer by day, gumshoe by night. Mike Pickman is one shutterbug who takes no guff. Thrill as he punches six bad guys in the mouths with one swing of his mighty fist. Gasp when he solves the case by connecting disparate clues that the police thought were just innocuous details. Watch for the thing from real life that's always stalking him from the shadows and nests in the bowels of his basement studio. Nominated for Best Series of the New Fall Season, Pickman's got one finger on the shutter button and another finger on the pulse of the American TV-watching audience. And yet another on the trigger of his gun, who he affectionately calls Lucy, and keeps under his pillow at night, but never, ever kisses it. Saturdays at 8.30. Finally, after the kiddies have all gone to bed, it's the Lovecraft After Dark movie of the week. Bust out the junior mitts, pour yourself a tall glass of dark red wine, cuddle up with that someone special, and get ready for the steamiest post-primetime content programming we're allowed to show on a weekend night. On tonight's edition, Randy Carter was just a pawnbroker in Boston, trying to make ends meet. Then, one day, a sultry woman, wearing an odd ceremonial mask the color of the sun, hocks an ancient silver key that opens any lock. After a series of misadventures that tests his sense of right and wrong, Carter tracks down the owner's address in order to give it back. But what he finds instead will push him to his furthest limits Teaching him the ways of seduction, eroticism, and pain. Tonight, Randy Carter will go behind the yellow door for mature audiences only. LCTV Saturday nights, we're taking 1974 television to places you've never imagined, even in your wildest nightmares. And we're back. You know guys, every product and or service these days seems to have a mascot. What animal might represent this product and or service? Crack because of the teeth giraffe
0: because they're so tall they always come out ahead i'm thinking jellyfish
1: well those are all amazing suggestions but that product and or service speaks directly to the lazy american consumer who can barely lift the phone to inquire about features price or warranty so obviously this mascot would be the magnificent blobfish for any lazy american consumers who don't know what a blobfish looks like just take a quick peek in the mirror and you'll get my drift
0: oh god My mirror broke. Can I get another one?
1: Now, dear investigators, we play Case 15, Tape 9, Stalking the Panther.
2: Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Trust is a tough commodity to come by, even in the best of times. But when you're no longer sure who's who anymore, trust can dissipate like so many mushroom spores on a drifting breeze. Ben and Rosa get acquainted with Alden August a retired dermatologist from San Francisco who theorizes a possible way for the young folk to stop the spread of blight that seems to have overtaken the town of Las Cruces. Kyle is saved from the thing that used to be Uncle John by Aunt Emily, but his paranoia drives him away from her protective presence and back to the clubhouse, where sleep and something far more sinister gets its hooks into him. As the curtain descends on Sunday evening, our players wonder whether tomorrow morning will illuminate even stranger scenes, or will it bring the final act? Kyle. Kyle. You stare in abject disbelief at the misshapen lump huddled in the shadows just a few feet away on the floor of the clubhouse. Fleshy tendrils, decorated with red-tipped mushrooms, extend from it, attached to just beneath your ribs on either side, tickling above the spot where your kidneys roost. You try to crawl away from the horror, but a leaden weakness has overtaken your left leg. It feels like a block of wood, kind of like when you overexert yourself on the football field, or it has gone to sleep in the dead of night. Using your elbows and forearms, You pull yourself away, but feel the weight of the lump dragging across the floor behind you. And then it groans. Desperately, you whimper in fear, fighting another rising surge of fatigue that threatens to sap your remaining strength. Then, miraculously you see a flashlight beam shine through the open window. Kyle? A familiar voice calls out. It's your father. Kyle, you up there, son? Yeah, what are you doing home? I I thought you were at your uh, thing meeting conference for uh, another couple of days. As consciousness begins to fade... You collapse to the clubhouse floor, wondering if you'll ever see Ben and Rosa again. Behind you, something uncurls in the darkness and tries to stand up. You close your eyes. There comes the crash of splintering wood, followed by shouts. A strange, high-keening scream. Then, nothing. Please roll luck. I
0: needed a 43 and I rolled a 60. It's a failure.
1: Ben, by the time you get home, your mother has Sunday dinner prepared and waiting. She's made meatloaf, your favorite. Though tonight you don't feel much like eating anything that vaguely resembles a lump of flesh. To stall for time, you wash thoroughly in the bathroom upstairs, obsessively scrubbing your hands and staring at your reflection in the mirror, forcing yourself to blink until your eyes feel like polished glass. Finally, you join her at the table, wanting to share everything that's happened today, ask for her help. But as you pick up your fork and half-heartedly prod the gray wedge of rustic pâté, the words dry up in your throat. How can you explain such crazy stuff, even to your mom? Goat clones? Naked people in the hot springs? It all sounded so dumb now. At least you were safe at home. Your mom seems preoccupied, so doesn't even notice you barely touch your dinner when she cleans up afterward. She mumbles something about having to go in early for Monday meetings, so you're on your own for breakfast. Before you know it, she's kissed your head goodnight and retreated to her bedroom. You stand in the quiet downstairs living room, looking out at the nighttime, then remember to call Kyle. There's no answer, so you leave a short message on their machine. By the time you hang up, whatever adrenaline had been left in your system is now dissipated entirely. You shakily mount the stairs back up to your room, set your alarm for 5.30 a.m., and immediately fall into a deep but uneasy slumber. After all that has happened today, tell us about your bad dream tonight.
3: I don't know if I'm real anymore. In the dream, I, I feel like me, I look like me, my mom looks like herself, but we just sit at the table We don't eat any food. We don't talk. We go through the motions. I get up, I walk to my room. I try to go to bed, but I can't get to the bed. I I don't know what to do. I feel like something keeps pulling me outdoors. I follow that feeling. Once I'm outside, I feel invigorated. I feel like I could do anything, and I just start to run, and I run, and I run. I find myself at Herb's it's well past close there's there's no way anybody's gonna be here but the doors unlocked so I go in and Herb's doing inventory not sure why I'm there I'm not sure why I'm there I just have an urge to touch him and I reach out without saying a word and I just walk towards him he's telling me to stop and to back away to leave him alone But I just keep walking towards him. And I'm about to touch him. And that's when I woke
1: up. Rosa. As you suspected, your father's truck is back in the driveway when you get home. In fact, from within the brightly lit farmhouse, you can hear lively music. No doubt, Mommy and Poppy were inside dancing in the kitchen, as they did most Sunday evenings. Before you go indoors, you cast a wary glance at the goat enclosure, but can detect no movement or noise. It feels nice to be back home, warm and safe, as the screen door slaps satisfyingly into the frame behind you. From the kitchen comes the enticing odor of tamales, roasted corn, and a tres leches cake that you know will be topped with freshly picked strawberries from the garden and dusted with cinnamon. Your mouth waters as you wander into the kitchen where, indeed, your parents are dancing. They beckon you to join them, and despite everything that's happened today, You feel pleasure in moving between them, as you've always done, smelling your dad's faint beer breath as he smiles and twirls you around the room, and your mother's perfume as she claps her hands while simultaneously attempting to stir the butter into the corn. Routine washes away your fear until it seems insignificant. The fear returns, of course, when the meal is complete, and your father plants himself in front of the TV while you and your mom clean up. Many times, you want to confide in her, seek her guidance, but an inner voice warns you they will not understand what's happening in Las Cruces until it's too late. It's up to you and Ben now to fix things. Oh, and Kyle, too. In fact, after cleanup, You sneak into the den to use the phone and leave Kyle a message about the plan for tomorrow. Hopefully, he'll get the note in time. Now, though, belly full and protected in the house, sleep beckons. You kiss your parents goodnight and get ready for bed, eventually drifting off with a book still open in your hands. Please share the nightmares that plague your unconscious mind.
2: I feel sort of like a shell of myself. I dream that I'm that I'm walking through town and I see everyone. They wave and, and smile and they react just like they would. But I know that there's something different about me. I'm fooling them. I think. That there must be something that I know that they don't, and I can feel that it's, that it's dangerous, and I can feel that I might cause them harm, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. It feels like anyone could become, like me, anyone could become a hollow, a shell of themselves, just pretending.
1: Kyle. You open your eyes and stare at the blank ceiling of your bedroom, dimly glowing with pre-dawn light filtered through sheer curtains on your window. Downstairs, you hear someone moving around and water running.
0: Throw the covers off and pull my shirt up and look down to where that thing was attached to me.
1: You pull back the covers and inspect underneath your ribs, There is absolutely no marks on you whatsoever.
0: Slowly rotate out of bed, put my feet down on the ground and slowly stand up and just make sure that I have
1: a balance. As you're moving around and inspecting things, you feel a tightness on your chin. And you remember you had taken that uh, branch to the face uh, when you were running from the hot springs.
0: First thought is, oh my god, I'm finally getting my beard. Second thought is, wait, never mind, it was probably the branch. Our
1: beards supposed to hurt? And as you reach up with your hand to just feel the wound that you know you took, it was a pretty good gash, there is a butterfly bandage that has been applied to the wound where your chin had split.
0: Grab just whatever pair of pants I have lying around in a dirty t-shirt that's just hanging on the, the post at the end of my bed. And...
1: What's the logo on the t-shirt?
0: The Sex pistols.
1: Uh, 49ers, we'll say. You detect something cooking downstairs.
0: Walk out of my room, past the bathroom, look at my toothbrush, and then just keep walking down the stairs.
1: You walk down the stairs and hear the noises intensify from the kitchen. And you walk in and you see your dad uh, washing dishes at the sink. Give me a spot hidden. I needed
0: a 60. I rolled a seven. That is an extreme success.
1: As you reach the bottom of the stairs, you can see into the living room. Vacuum marks in the carpet. The console table uh, near the entry has been dusted and the mail's been stacked. Your dad has been pretty busy cleaning up the place uh, during the night.
0: Uh, so, you have a date tonight, or?
1: Well, look who decided to wake up this morning. How are you feeling, son? That uh, cut was uh, pretty nasty.
0: Yeah, a uh, little woozy. Leg. Feels a little stiff.
1: Uh just shake it off, shake it off. Yeah. That, that could be a song. I don't know. Anyways, that's what we do on the field, right, son? We just shake it off. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get through it. Well, here, I made some breakfast uh, if you're hungry.
0: Thanks. Uh, I thought your um your conference meeting thing was uh, still going on.
1: Honestly, to tell you the truth, I was just there for an extra night to uh, take advantage of the open bar, if you know what I'm saying. It's funny, I got a weird call from your Aunt Emily. She said something about you had run off somewhere, and I figured you'd be at the clubhouse, so...
0: Uh, yeah, no, uh, probably should have, uh, you know, apologized for the abrupt exit, but I, uh, realized that, uh, I was late for a meeting with, uh, the, the rest of the team, so, uh...
1: Ren and Stimpy, is that... No, that's not right. Who, who are your friends again? I'm sorry.
0: Ben and Rosa. You've met them before.
1: Is it Rosa, your girlfriend?
0: No, we're just friends, Dad. I don't want cooties.
1: Good boy. He rubs the top of your head. Well, you hungry? Starving. And he puts a uh, couple plates down with uh, freshly sautéed bacon that had been sizzled in its own fat and uh, scrambled eggs, just the way you like them, nice and fluffy with a little bit of cilantro in them. Mmm, soap.
0: So I have to roll to see if I taste the cilantro. (laughs) Roll for cilantro.
1: Would that be constitution, you think? Yeah. Uh, I needed a 70. I rolled a 51. You love cilantro, man. It tastes like cilantro.
0: Love how I'm wasting my good rolls on whether or not I taste cilantro. <laughs> Kyle likes cilantro. Note for the wiki.
1: Well, Kyle, uh, you got to be careful out there in the woods. I know your Uncle John has been hammering that into you. Maybe you haven't heard him. Maybe you only heard him that one episode, but he's been hammering that into you. It's not It's not safe there. You. That clubhouse is right next to the woods, and you're really lucky that I was able to chase off that mountain lion.
0: I'm sorry, mountain lion?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I figured out you were holed up at the clubhouse. I thought maybe you are there with your friends. So I called out, and you said something about me being at a meeting or something, and then I heard a thump and a weird scream, like a weird keening sound, a weird squeal. And I started up the stairs, and out came this, I guess it was a mountain lion. It was something and move fast and uh, headed into the woods. Huh. And by the time I got up there, I saw you had passed out. So, you know, those things can climb, dude. Really? Yeah. Mountain lions can climb other things than mountains. Come on. And he, he gives you a bit of a slap upside the head. Well, at
0: least I know that climbing trees means I'm still safe from bears. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, look, just be careful. Uh, you know, I know your Uncle John was kind of afraid of the woods in a way, but he never went out there without some sort of weapon. And now I'm starting to understand why. I don't want my son being a meal for an oversized house cat. And
0: I'm not saying this is a good case for, you know, maybe getting me a pocket knife, but...
1: Uh... Well, you have a point. You have a point. But let's talk about it, okay? Maybe uh, once you're in high school, you'll be you know, more responsible and we could talk about it. Sound like a plan? Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, I uh, didn't forget to run my drills while you were gone.
1: Just, you know. Good boy. Good boy. Uh, oh, and um, uh, just a FYI, I did. Uh, don't worry. I let animal control know that there's something weird. Uh, mountain lion. We can't have it running around the community. So I left them a message. And hopefully they'll send somebody out with a, a big gun, not a knife. And take care of that for us. okay? Maybe you should get a gun instead of a knife.
0: This isn't Texas, Brian. They don't just give babies guns when they pop out, you know?
1: You're a baby? Your dad seems to be pretty uh, engaged with uh, the scrambled eggs and bacon at this point.
0: I'm going to start eating and we're just going to kind of keep an eye, just a side eye on him every now and then. Still maybe just a little bit of that paranoia sticking around. It's It's mostly gone by now, but just a little bit of that left makes me want to make sure that you know, he is who he
1: says he is. Well, you're definitely not feeling yourself this morning because, you know, your leg is still bugging you slightly. Kind of reluctant to even mention that to your dad. But you're you're munching away on your bacon and, and trying to spoon some eggs, and you, you're just not that hungry. And honestly, neither the bacon or eggs taste all that good to you. But I took my eye for mectin. And your dad uh, threw a mouthful of eggs. It's just like, Were are you going to pick at it? Eat up. Come on. What are we up to while well, it's gone anyways?
0: Oh, it's just hanging out with my friends you know we're enjoying some summer vacation you know last break before we go into high school gotta make make the most of it
1: it's been two days now Uh, did you guys get a lot accomplished
0: i just mostly wandering around town i mean you know swung down to the hot springs for a bit to check that out nothing too exciting ran into the school bully
1: oh was that the harrington kid is he still picking on you is that how you got that thing on your chin
0: uh, no, that that was something else, but I have a feeling he's not going to be a problem anymore.
1: Kyle, you'd tell me, wouldn't you? I know you're trying to be proud and a big man and everything, but if anybody comes at you, you let me know, okay? Because I don't want anybody ruining my son's career on the field. I'll take care of it.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's it's fine. He think he's going to leave me alone from now on.
1: All right. Did you head over to your uh, Aunt Emily's and Uncle John's?
0: Yeah, uh, she had me over for dinner a couple of times while you were gone.
1: We have any uh, Tupperware in the fridge by any chance? There's
0: probably some stuff left at her house. Like I said, I kind of bolted, when I realized I was uh, late for a meeting. She she probably has some stuff back at the house. I can go get it.
1: You know, honestly, I think they're gone because I swung by there on the way here and I saw his truck was gone, so...
0: Uh, he did say he had to go into town, pick up a couple of parts for the engine he was working on. So maybe he, you know, had to swing in.
1: Maybe they're off uh, just maybe camping or something. Who knows? Or, you know, he might have got a real job. That'd be nice.
2: You know, I drove by and their entire house was covered in mushrooms. It's fine.
1: It was covered entirely with Campbell's mushroom soup. Ooh, ooh, good.
0: Oh, my God, their house turned into an Andy Warhol painting.
3: Oh, Kyle, how are you going to
1: keep all these lies together? <laughs> I'm not. Well, look, I, I've got, uh, I've just got a couple hours this morning to take care of some business here at home, and uh, I'm going to head into the office. Uh, You need anything?
0: Oh, I think we're okay here. Um, uh, I'll, you know, finish up here and, you know, practice for a bit, and then maybe run up to Auntie M's house and grab those leftovers. can't, can't let those go to waste, you know.
1: Before I forget, your friends, uh, Ren and... Ben Sim- and Rosa. Ben and Rosa. I don't know if it was prank calls or something, but they left some sort of message on the answer machine last night. and uh Something about a field trip with Ranger Rickenbacker this morning?
0: Oh, yeah. No, they, they were never saying something about that yesterday. Um Some kind sort of summer enrichment thing the, their city is doing, you know.
1: Son, you better hustle, man. I think they said about 30 minutes from now, so... Maybe finish your breakfast and hit the road. We'll catch up uh later tonight after I'm back home.
0: Oh yeah. No. Uh you you you, you got important things to do. It's okay.
1: All right, you done with this? I'll toss it in the sink.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, thanks for for breakfast.
1: All right, son. Uh, well, you have a good day. Uh don't do anything I wouldn't do, okay? Sure. And he departs.
0: Going to actually clean the dishes real quick because if I don't do it, he's going to yell at me, even though he never actually told me to do it.
1: By the time you get that done, you got about 20 minutes to get to Herbs. I
0: head out the front door, grab my bike.
2: <laughs> <had> my bike. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm going to grab my
0: bike and we're going to start down the road towards Herbs, Herbs, store Herbs, Herbs.
1: So you pedal your way through the early morning. It's probably about another hour before things get really rolling. Uh, so you don't see much of the way of traffic or people walking around. And of course, you do see Ben and Rosa at Herb's Herbs, where there is a large box. I
3: run up to the box and touch it. I go, first. Hey, guys.
0: Kyle. Hi, Kyle. What happened to you? Oh, uh, I ended up going to my auntie M's house for a bit. Um, ended up eating dinner there went home uh dad came home last night surprisingly wasn't expecting that did you get my message uh yeah it's uh Mom well, i'm here i mean my dad got the message and told me
3: so yeah say you didn't never call me back so
0: because i call you ben not back
3: oh that's right so you you ready you do you know what we're doing you tell us
0: yeah see i know what's going on but i want you to tell me what's going on so i can tell you if you're right or not
1: oh okay As Ben and Rosa know, the plan was for you to meet here at Herbs, where you will be given a box of myconazole, the powdered substance that can help combat the fungus spread. And Ranger Rickenbacker is supposed to be meeting you here shortly to help guide you up the mountain where you will deposit it in the source of the water.
3: Rosa, do you remember what we're supposed to tell Ranger Rick? Why we're doing this?
2: I thought we were just going to tell him something about, like, a species that wasn't supposed to be here.
3: I hope he buys it. I don't want him to try to stop us from fixing this.
2: Hey, what's all this weird powdery stuff in the box?
1: Yeah, you see Kyle has opened up the box that's uh, addressed to Alden August on the porch there. There are three ten-pound bags of myconazole.
0: What's the some my co- myco? Mike this stuff.
2: So um, we figured out that, um, well, I mean, Ben saw that it looked like ringworm. And when we went to Mr. August, how he was able, he's a, he's a dermatologist. He studies, he's a mm. doctor for skin.
1: He's really nice. He's Dr. Skin. I mean, is
0: he really that nice, though? His house is marked on the map with a ghost. I feel like anybody whose house is marked by a ghost is a little kind of sus.
2: See, my rash is gone because we use the micronazole to um, get rid of it. If we dump it in (laughs) the water up the mountain, you know, the water that runs like down into the hot springs area.
3: Why don't we just like. You know, all over the mushrooms and just like throw it. We need to use the powder. Uh, Mr. August said that this would be the the most efficient way to do it and it would get all of them because it's into the water supply and it won't hurt people, but it will make sure to get all of them.
2: And this way we don't have to use as much of it because none of it will be wasted.
0: Does stuff like work on
2: rocks? Uh, Rocks that are alive, Kyle.
1: And then you hear a voice approach? It sounds like somebody has been doing their homework, but uh, maybe someone else needs to do a little bit more homework. <laughs> it's Ranger Rickenbacker, of course. console doesn't exactly work on rocks. No, it, I mean, unless the rock is somehow covered with fungus and all that stuff, then it, might, it might actually take care of that part of it. But not the rock itself, okay? It's not a corrosive substance. But Ben and Rosa are uh, absolutely correct. Uh, I see you've been talking with uh, Alden August. Uh, he's, he's quite the smart guy, and uh, I'm really glad he called me last night. He has Fresca. God, I love Fresca.
0: Sponsor us, Fresca.
1: Hey, can we get Frescas after this? Absolutely. If we're successful and we don't die, then absolutely. Wait a minute. Don't die? Frescas for everyone. Alden said that uh, you guys just need a chaperone. Uh, up the mountainside, and uh, you're going to take care of those pesky mushrooms. Uh, That's good. That's good. Now, you guys might actually get, like, a ranger badge or something, maybe, if we're successful, uh, if this plan works. Uh, And that's all we're doing, right? We're just taking care of these mushrooms, right? There's nothing... Nothing else weird or strange going on. It's just the mushrooms. Just the mushrooms. Well, thank you for doing your part. Of course, we can help in any way. Can you do me a
3: favor? Can you hold this bag real quick? This is kind of heavy. It's ten pounds. All right, guys, let's get going. Get up your bags.
1: I understand we we have a a little bit of a plan going, right? So we need to get up to the source of the water. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good plan. Who came up with that, by the way, Mister August? I was hoping to be one of you two, but clearly not Kyle. What? It was a group effort. That's excellent, Rosa. Yes, we're all part of a group here, and maybe even I had a part in it. Who knew? I
3: mean, you did because you told us about the mushrooms at the beginning. So you did have a part
1: in helping us. I guess without me, none of this would have happened. Wait, no, I I uh, I was, I didn't cause the mushrooms. I thought did we do? got
2: gold stars made out of actual gold.
1: It's actually tinfoil, but I do have some of that up at the station. Actually, that's our first stop. Here, let me uh, share with you ma- the map, where we're going to be going today. Uh, I'm just going to move this little bookmark called Players onto this map. So, uh, we're going to uh, hop in my truck right over here and uh, load up this Myconazole. It's a nice Jeep Cherokee. Thank you very much. Uh, what color is it? Uh, forest Green. Forest Green, of course, that's the way I blend in.
2: Why does it say free Myconazole on the side?
1: Because we want to free it. We don't want it to be locked up. Myconazole did nothing wrong. Free Myconazole. Free Myconazole. We're going to hop in my Jeep here, my Forest Green Jeep. And uh, head up 101 uh, and uh, cut on over to the ranger station. That's where I work. Then uh, we need to uh, just hike through the forest a bit. Uh, It won't take but about an hour, less than that, actually. And uh, hop on over to the cabins and just I need to let those people there know exactly what's going on and that they might detect a little bit of taste of the water. They, they're on a well system there. So it might, The even though the myconazole is relatively harmless to humans, it might change the taste of the water. So I just want to give them a heads up. And then we're going to head up to Nojoquai's Nexus. Now that's not the official term, but Nojoquai is uh, the creek that runs up there at the very peak of the mountain. As I understand it, that's Pretty much where all of the water flows down and feeds all the streams over here on the uh, west side. Ugh. So we're going to be at an elevation of about 27,000 feet. Uh, it is a bit of a hike. You all look very healthy, and uh, those shoes, yeah, I guess those shoes will be okay. Yeah, it's- Good,
3: I wore my stilettos.
1: <laughs> but don't worry, uh, if you need any more equipment, uh, the ranger station is fully stocked, so we'll pick up a few gear, a little bit of, maybe some snacks, and whatever else you guys need. I'll let you decide, so maybe start thinking about what you might need. Uh, someone say snacks? Uh, I've got this bag, uh, uh, Kyle and uh, Ben. Uh, why don't you grab the other two and toss them in the back of my truck? I'm just going to walk over and grab both of them. He's swole. Well, I'll hop in my Jeep Cherokee here. It's a, it's a fourth screen. That back door there sticks a little bit. All right. Uh, are you kids ready? Uh, we can We can head out now.
2: Let's go in your blue. No, yellow.
1: The four of you pile into the forest green Jeep Cherokee, and uh, he starts it up. It gives a belch of black smoke at the back.
0: He has to get out and turn the crank a couple of times to really
1: get the motor going. He digs up a dinosaur and then just pours it in the crankcase. (laughs) (laughs) Throw some coal in the boiler. And uh, you guys tool on up to Highway 101. You're still struck by how eerily quiet downtown is, even as you trundle away. It's going to be yet another oppressive, cloudy day. The storms you heard rumbling off in the distance have not yet hit the coastline, but for a June day, it's very dour and gray and depressive. Sounds nice. Even on 101, which is a relatively major thoroughfare, you don't see much in the way of traffic, just a few cars, just a few miles north uh, that you travel to get to the turnoff where... You see a sign that says Ranger Station. And he pulls off into that uh, leeway. And uh, you get no more than 100 yards from the highway when the Jeep coughs and rattles and then stalls completely.
2: Your Jeep has been smoking too much.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. um, I've been meaning to get that fixed. I Just, you know, the... I, I put the requisition in and it just doesn't come. And then I. Ben and I can take a look. I mean, we've we've done some work with cars before. Oh, Would you mind, Kyle? That's so nice of you to, to suggest because I must admit, I, I this is not my forte. Yeah. You got like some basic tools in the, in the back. You're welcome to check the back.
0: Uh, yeah. Come on, Ben. Uh, we've fixed things before. It can't be that hard, right?
1: And uh, so the Ranger uh, pops the hood and gets out and puts it up for you.
0: All right, I'm going to swing around to the back and grab the rusty toolbox that's sitting behind one of the bags of the Myconazole. I mean, should work. And bring it back up front and kind of lean over the hood
3: and take a look, see, and see if I can't pick out what's wrong right away. I'm just looking at the hinges, the huge metal hinges that keep that heavy hood up. How can such a small hinge like that hold this huge hood up? The physics behind that are amazing.
2: I am going to stand by the Jeep and just look around it. I'm looking towards the highway, and I'm just also scanning the trees, seeing Mm -hmm. if I see anything Mm -hmm. weird.
0: Keeping an eye out for any mountain lions?
2: Mountain lions, Uh uh-huh. Kyle,
1: go with that sweet, sweet mechanical repair.
0: Uh, I needed a 70, and I rolled an 18. That is a hard success.
1: How about Rosa give me a listen roll? Uh, ben, give me a spot hidden, please. I need a 45. I rolled a 79 that.
2: Yeah, I got a 58 over 25, so I also failed.
1: Rosa, you hear the whine of a truck that sounds like it's in its dying stages passing by very loudly on the highway, essentially drowns out anything that might be making noise in the forest around you.
2: And anything that might be looking to kill us.
1: Yep. Ben, you uh, catch something out of the corner of your eye to the left side of the forest and see a cute little black squirrel. He's like standing up watching the three of you eating a nut. He's staring you directly in the face, almost challenging you to come get him, spitting out shells to either side. Kyle says...
0: You've got to retighten this tension belt here. You know, it's a, it's a little loose.
1: The squirrel winks at Ben and then skitters up a tree and starts making chattering noises.
0: I cast talk to animals.
1: Rachel Rickenbacker rushes back to the driver's seat, fires it up. It starts on the first try. Uh, we're good, Kyle. Uh, good job. Good job. Uh, maybe an extra badge for you. That's two badges, potentially, if we all live.
3: Why do you keep saying if we all live?
1: Well, I mean, we're all going to die, but, you know, eventually. You know, so that's how nature works. It's biology. Oh, I thought you meant like today. <laughs> well, you know, we never know, Ben. Uh,
0: it's called the circle of life and it moves us all you know, through despair and through hope and through faith and love till we find our way on the path unwinding in the great circle the circle of life.
1: 17 minutes later. Somewhere there's a Disney producer. This is gold. All right, guys, come on. Let's go. Uh, we got quite a day ahead of us.
3: We're in the back seat, sir. Drive. Holy
1: shit. How did you get there? I didn't, Well, that's uh, quite the trick. I knew you were an illusionist, Ben, but uh, I didn't realize uh, you were that good. Let's continue then, shall we? And uh, he pushes the pedal to the middle. And you guys continue along your way. Each of you give me a spot hidden.
2: I got a critical spot hidden, which means a 120.
0: I rolled a 37. So, you know, that I'm good.
3: So I needed a 45. I rolled a 53.
1: Rosa, you see something rustling through the pine needles to one side of the track. But you're going too fast toward the ranger station to see what it might be. Some sort of furtive movement. And it may, might be a trick of your imagination, but you think. You see one of those mushrooms.
2: Grab both of these two on their shoulders and like shake them. Guys, I saw a mu- I think I saw a mushroom. <laughs> we're in the middle
3: of the woods. They kinda grow out here, you know? We saw a lot of mushrooms.
2: The bad ones. The ones that make people trip real hard.
0: You know while we're talking about that, I need to tell you guys something
1: that I saw. What?
0: what? Hey, uh, Ranger Rickenbacker, it's, uh, you got some tunes in here, you know, a little traveling music?
1: Yeah, I, I think it, actually we have some and uh, tunes here from the 50s. Uh, here we go. My baby went to the grocery store. Great. And I'm going to kind of get them to lean in.
0: So after me and Randy went back to grab more mushrooms, we kind of found something in the woods. What,
2: what did you find? What was it?
0: We were walking around and Randy said, oh my gosh, what's this? And I went over. There was this giant pointy rock that looked like it had, like, come up from the ground. And, like, all the mushrooms were, like, around it. So maybe you just saw the tip of the rock. But just the tip. So, of course, I, uh, I dared Randy to go and touch it. Well, I mean, yeah... I told him I'd give him a dollar if he didn't, even though I didn't actually have a dollar. Did he get mad when you
3: didn't give him the money?
0: Well, you see, that's the thing. is He he touched it, and then he kind of fell over into the mushrooms, and then the mushrooms kind of like over top of him, and then I ran.
3: The mushrooms moved? Uh, yeah,
0: the mushrooms like got out of his way as he was walking to the thing. And then he like fell into them and they kind of like, you know, over top of him and then I ran because I might have
3: killed him. Well, I think it was probably the mushrooms that killed him. I don't think he'd be... Do you think he's one of those? I mean, I haven't seen him since.
2: If we see him again, I hope he doesn't ask about our car's extended warranty.
3: Or for the dollar.
0: Kyle, were you okay? I kind of got hit in the face. That's what this is. I hit that branch. I made it back to the the clubhouse and uh, I had this dream and I'm going to recount the the vision that I had about the, the, the other rocks in the space under the mountain. Okay, that's really weird.
3: So the rock is like from underground. Yeah, I think there's
0: more of them. I think whatever's causing this might be coming from that weird underground space that I saw. Something about somebody watching or protecting, I
2: think. I hope that this thing that we're about to do, the dumping the Myconazole in the water, is going to help, but... I don't know. We might have to go back to that rock. Do you remember where it yeah. was?
0: Yeah, it's it's not far out like behind where the hot spring was.
3: Well, let's see if this does anything to the mushrooms first, because I don't want to go near those mushrooms, though, either. And I don't want to go near the naked
2: people. The melty ones? Any
3: naked people. I don't want to go near any naked people.
2: Let's try this first, and we'll sacrifice Ranger Rick.
3: I'm sorry, uh, did somebody say my name? Uh, the song's over and we're here. Well, that was a quick trip. Yes, here's the ranger station. How's the jeep running? Is it better?
1: Oh, it's quite good. Uh but uh, hopefully it'll start up again. We'll see. But we won't need it from here on out. We're actually on foot.
0: I mean, all I really did was adjust the timing on your alternator. You had a couple of loose belts. You did a little bit of retiming on your spark plugs. It was really basic stuff.
1: Well, thank you, Kyle. I really appreciate that. I have been losing some weight, so <laughs> the belts slip a little bit. Jokes, jokes, kids. Uh all right, follow me. Uh we come out up to the ranger station and I will I'm going to uh deputize you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not really a thing, but we can You know,
3: pretend. Is this when the montage happens? Are we going to do an 80s training montage in the
0: 70s?
1: We're ahead of our time. So the ranger station is an elevated, uh, almost like a fire watch. Nice. It's on stilts, supports, a staircase that goes up. And he, of course, just heads straight that way, presuming that you're going to follow. Just leave the mic and the Zole there for now. And uh, we're just going to check if I have any messages. And We need some snacks. And tinfoil. I mean, gold stars.
3: What kind of snacks?
1: Don't tell me I want to be surprised. You might be surprised. It's trail mix.
0: Do you put M&Ms in your trail mix? Because those are the best parts.
2: Are you going to lock the car?
1: No one's going to take the deer. Uh, And also, uh, bears cannot unlock doors. They can't la- unlatch them. They just don't have the facility. It'll be fine. Okay. Trust Ranger Rickenbacker. There was no crime in the 70s. Yes, if this were a Call of Cthulhu scenario, then I could not blame you one bit. But since we're not metagaming... Do you have any beef jerky in there? Like absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's elk. Is that Would that be okay? That's fine. I don't believe in slaughtering cows, but those elk can get fucked.
3: And don't get me started on the
1: raccoons. (laughs) This is uh, my humble abode here. Uh, That's the radio over there. Don't touch that, please. Uh, Go touch uh, it? That's what I heard, too. I heard him say go touch that. Don't touch it. Someone wanted me to touch the radio? So Ben, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you help us out? Uh, go snacks are over there in the uh, pantry. Kyle, if you wouldn't mind helping me out a little bit, uh, my radio has been a little on the fritz. Uh, if you would mind just taking a look at that,
0: yeah, uh, sure.
1: Rosa, take a look over that cabinet over there and see if there's any weaponry that uh, you might need to protect yourselves. Uh, I think there's a couple knives, that sort of thing.
0: Arming kids with weapons—what could possibly go wrong?
1: Well, I have the more important uh, task of uh, getting your outfit. So I'll be right back. He heads off into uh, another little partitioned room, almost like a closet.
2: Whoa, there's an Uzi over
0: here. (laughs) Oh, I call dibs on the flamethrower.
1: This is really the uh, opportunity for the three of you to get whatever you think you might need for this trip. Now that includes food, weapons, anything else random that you think you might need, but shout it out and make a note on your character sheet.
0: Flamethrower.
1: Rosa, there is a flamethrower.
2: There is.
1: It's a brush torch, probably, right? A brush torch? Okay.
3: They would burn down the lower brush that could spread the fire quicker for fire
1: breaks.
2: Would he have shotguns?
1: Hunting rifles, maybe like two. If you can convince him for the firearms, then you can do that. But none of you is good at firearms. Keep your skills in mind.
0: I'm going to head on over to the, uh, the radio, turn it on, and get a sense for what's wrong with it.
3: I'm going to fill four baggies full of granola and raisins, peanuts, and almonds. Get me some jerky. I'm going to jam the elk jerky into his little bag with all of the rest of the stuff.
2: Does he have knives?
3: There are some hunting
1: knives in there as well as jack knives. Rosa, will you get me a machete? Yeah. It's somewhat rusty, uh, a little bit older, beaten down. The handle is, the leather is coming off a little bit, but it clears some brush for sure.
0: Ooh, is that an ice axe that he has hanging on the cabinet door there?
1: It is a really nice axe. Actually, that is brand new. He must have filled out the requisition form on that one.
2: I'll take the axe.
1: So Rose is taking the axe?
2: There's really dangerous animals out there. I feel like it might be a good idea for us to be able to take something out at a distance, like a rifle.
1: Or at least scare it away. Excellent idea. Sure, I'll uh, I'll take a rifle.
0: Hey, Ben, you want to come over here and uh, take a look at this radio with me? I think you're, you are you know something about electronics, right? I can do
3: that. Here's your um, snacks. Sweet.
0: I think I might know what's going on here, but uh never hurts to have uh, another opinion, you know?
3: Why is there a car battery hooked to this thing?
1: That's for uh, you know electrical storage, Ben. Uh,
3: oh, so like you trickle charge the battery, which keeps the radio working in case of an emergency. Okay. Can you help me out with that? Uh, it's been a little fritzy lately. So I'm looking at the back of the radio and I see that there's the casing has burned on one of the wires. It's you could tell there was a power serger a short. So I'm going to attempt to fix that by stripping that part out and rewiring it to the terminal to make sure that it has a good solid connection. So go ahead and give me that sweet electronic.
1: I needed a 50, I rolled a 27. That's a
3: socks. <laughs>
0: Put a check mark next to that,
1: and as soon as you do that, you hear um, a broadcast coming through. It sounds like maybe another ranger station. You get the impression that something's happening to the far west. Nuclear bombs fall from the sky. You hear somebody saying, "Like, yeah, I don't know, man. There's there's a whole lot of bears and stuff up here. They're acting kind of weird. I don't think they blink." Immediately
3: look at Kyle and then glare at Rosa to see if. Rosa heard that.
1: Thanks, Ben, uh, for fixing that. That's uh, that's going to be very helpful. I appreciate that. I couldn't get that frequency before. huh? Did you hear what they said, Ranger Rick? Something about Bears, right? Yeah, the Bears don't blink. No, no, the Bears are playing the 49ers later, and uh, the Bears don't blink. I I will say that you can't really make them shift off the defensive line.
0: Uh, you have a point. We've been doing, I mean, the 49ers have been doing pretty good this season, especially since we made those trades.
1: With the tight ends. Yes, uh, I will have to uh, take your word for that because I don't do sports ball. Are we Are we good, guys? Did you guys get everything you need? Uh, I've got my trusty uh, rifle thing uh, strapped to my shoulder. I got
0: snacks. Everyone got snacks. We need snacks. Yeah, here's your snacks, Rosa.
2: Oh, gods, we're fucked.
1: I've got elk jerky in my back pocket to keep it warm. That's an old ranger trick, by the way. And here, I got this for you. And he hands each of you a green wide-brimmed hat, yellow kerchiefs that match exactly what he is wearing. And then just for Rosa, a gold-colored tinfoil star that you can pin to your lapel. There you go. Uh, You're all deputies now. I mean, you know, that's like, again, it's not a thing. Not officially. And if anybody asks you, uh, I never said that. So you're working with me and for me. As long as you have everything you need, I suggest that we mosey along to the cabins. Yeah, sounds good to me. Excellent. Well, follow me.
3: Yeah, everybody, here's your Stanley thermos. Who the hell is Stanley? Kill him. Since
1: 1850 something. All right. Follow me. And he heads on out the front door and begins down the steps. Oh. Oh my, What what is this? And the three of you pile up behind him, looking down the steps at tendrils creeping up the staircase toward you, each of which is lined with blood-colored toadstools. Tune in next time as we play another reel. Of the Lovecraft tapes.
2: Squirrels are assholes.
3: And they have assholes because it winked at me. Who's a shroom and who's not a shroom?
0: I'm on shrooms. Or you could have COVID. Definitely have COVID.
3: 50 some
1: years before it happens.
0: This is where COVID really starts, don't you know?
1: Now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. So Matt, start us off, please.
0: Today, I have once again fallen back into my old ways and I have found a new game. Today, I'm going to recommend a game called Master Plan Tycoon. It is a resource management game where you are building up chains of production to help create more resources, to extract more resources, to create bigger production chains. In the similar vein of a lot of games I've recommended before, I'm a huge fan of these kinds of things. Factorio, Satisfactory, Rise of Industry. Um, what's really unique about this one is that it has a very, um, a very unique and distinctive style. If you've ever seen um, like visual coding before, where it's the little boxes that are the functions that have lines that go off to other functions, it's like that. Uh, you plop down. Uh different sized boxes that are serve as your buildings, as your storage, and your, you know, drawing lines to connect them together. It's a simplistic style, but it's really effective. And it's part of what makes it so fun is just seeing all of these different lines hooking up and you can see things, you know, moving from one building to the next building. And it becomes this game of spatial organization of how can I fit these buildings together to maximize production. Uh, How do I balance, you know, this with this? And how do I keep everybody happy? I'm like I've said before, I've recommended a lot of these types of games before. I'm a sucker for management and resource management and all these kinds of things. So this tickles just the right part of my monkey brain to make me happy. If you're like me and you like, you know, resource management and building strategy puzzle type games, uh, check out Master Plan Tycoon. It's only 10 bucks and it's totally worth a lot more than 10 bucks because it's a good game.
1: All right. Thanks, Matt. And I go next, so, ah, uh, you know, guys, if there's one thing that we humans share, it's the biological need for sustenance. And most humans crave food that intrigues their senses. Now, I grew up in a low-income household where hot cuisine consisted of liquor store pizza because it was cheap and close to home. As a result, my taste buds didn't awaken until late in life. Since then, I've eaten everything from sautéed snails to tripe tacos to dried crickets. But there's one dish that even I'm surprised to find out has made it into my regular meal routine. Tofu. Back in my ignorant youth, I thought tofu was gross and weird and tasteless. Now that I'm older and slightly less ignorant, I know tofu is a beautiful building block of soy protein, which can be prepared anywhere from creamy to crispy and adopts the characteristics of most sauces and spices. It can be subbed in for nearly any meat, should you decide to lean more towards vegetarianism. And in my recipe bin, I regularly make tofu tacos, tofu tikka masala, grilled tofu with chimichurri tofu banh mi, and Thai peanut tofu pineapple curry, just to name a few. Now, each of these dishes is delicious, easy to prepare, and won't weigh you down like some animal flesh versions might. So, if you're looking to expand your culinary repertoire, consider adding tofu to the mix for your next meal. I just add toes.
0: How strong is your tofu?
1: Whoa, I know tofu.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you're up next, buddy. I have a riveting product that everybody's going to rush right out and buy if you have a pet. It is Yady Pet Wipes. I've been searching. I know it sounds silly, but I have a dog and dogs get stinky. I'm sure cats get stinky, too. I finally found wipes that fit over my humongous hands and I can actually wipe his entire body and they're made to go like clean their ears and everything so i don't have to get like try to get little wipes so these gloves <laughs> they're all medicated they're natural oil so it doesn't dry out their skin and it's good for their their fur but you can use them on i got the ones for dogs obviously but they sell them for both cats and dogs he has been so content and he smells so much better since i got these one glove a week if you have a pet and you have a hard time cleaning them check out it's y-a-d-e-e so y a d pet wipes that are actual gloves that you can use both sides and get everywhere and not have to touch the dirty
1: filth. Thanks, Brian, for that recommendo. And uh, Lupine,
2: you are last up. I'm going to recommend and do a game that I've been obsessing over. Um, It's called Duskers, a very minimalist game. You are controlling a number of drones. And uh, they are going out to explore these spaceships, these derelict spaceships. It's been long enough that we have, humans have discovered space travel or been made proficient at it and then all killed ourselves, which is a very human thing to do. The drones don't know why and you don't know why. So what you're doing is you're trying to figure out why all the humans are dead. You send the drones around into these derelict spaceships there are various hazards. Space itself is hazardous. The temperature things don't matter for the drones as much, but the radiation really does. So like if the airlock is open in a room, the the room can flood with radiation. The ships are also pretty old, so they can be unstable and stuff like that. The whole thing can just collapse almost with no warning. There's a command window. So it's sort of like programming and you have to figure out the order in which to give the drones certain commands. So like, I have to open this door before I can let the drones through, or I have to close this door before the drones all get attacked by whatever. Because there are hostile alien species just hanging out on these ships. And the other cool thing is that I don't even know what these species look like, because you only see sort of a line drawing. The drones, obviously, the cameras are not. The best. You know, a robot sees something very, very differently from a human. So what they see and what they process as visual information, doesn't give me, a human, a clear picture of whatever this alien looks like. There's the horror part. I've definitely gotten a few jump scares because I've led a drone into a room and then all of a sudden an enemy like shoots at me from the other side of the room. It's more like fear of the unknown. That is the point of the game. You're supposed to die and learn and come back. You know, I spend however long outfitting these drones and putting in upgrades and stuff and repairing them with scrap metal that I've found. And then in five seconds, I lose them all to uh, some enemy that I've never seen before or radiation or something. It's very, very hard, but it's a very rewarding game in the fact that there's this, this mystery going on and there's multiple mystery hooks. That they drop different communications from the different ships. The thing about it is, every time you lose a party of drones, it keeps the mystery hooks, it keeps all the evidence that you gathered so that you can then continue figuring out what the mystery was even though you might have lost all your drones so there's an interesting juxtaposition of the drones being sort of expendable but also being a huge investment in time and effort i love the logic of figuring out what you have to do in what order to keep these drones safe you learn things as you fail. It's really cool. It's uh, it's called Duskers.
1: Sounds great, actually. Well, thank you, Lupine. We'll check that out. That's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, visit LovecraftTapes.com for up-to-date information about our podcast. And subscribe to our live streams at twitch.tv slash LovecraftTapes or YouTube dot com slash lovecraft tapes you can chat with me in real time at discord dot fuck
0: at the real weird kid on mastodon
2: you can find my link tree at link tree slash lubine vendetta all one word uh, and you can find the various other shows that i'm in drop me note
3: and you can find me i don't know watch tv hanging out with my dog working a lot
1: until next time roll four Tin foil stars I see stars falling
2: all around your head The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2023 For more information and sponsorship opportunities please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com lovecrafttapes.